You're listening to Whiskey Tango Podcast. Thank you for being a friend. today uh a very special edition of whiskey tango podcast brett james and denzel are out feuding over who's going to raise the baby since we'll never be able to determine who the father is so i brought in uh, a very good friend of mine and what he lacks in intelligence he makes up for with a massive deadlift a massive bench and a massive heart uh, my good friend <laughs> devin penner thank you what's going thank- on not much, so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. It's uh, a little bit of a drive and short notice. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, we'll but, uh, lying in bed this morning, but it worked. We'll try to compensate you with alcohol and then send you back <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was trying to think this morning. Uh, we've probably known each other 12-ish years now. I was thinking the same time I drive in. I was like, how long have I known Beakley? And I don't know how I know you. And I think 2010. Yeah, that's what I was Yeah, too. I met you guys out at the barn, that chicken barn in Altona. At uh, Brent's. At Brent's place. And uh, yeah, you and McDowell walked in there with some guys. Wade, John Wade. John Wade, yeah. I think that guy still exists. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably in a bomb shelter yeah, in Alberta where he can't be traced. Somewhere down there. <laughs> and you guys walked in the train, and I had just started training strawman, and uh, you guys were monsters. And I'm like, who are these freaking guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there used to be a, a barn. When all of us were in Strongman out in Altona, uh, if you're not from here, uh, how it was it an hour? Over hour, an hour? For, you're over an hour. You're an hour and a quarter from Winnipeg, an hour from where I am. Yeah. We trained at nine in the morning. We went out for a couple Wednesday nights oh, too. Wow. We would go for like seven or eight, do stones and tires until ten or eleven. Until ten or eleven, then get home uh, at like get back to the gym at like twelve fifteen, and then drive home from the gym. Ugh. Get home at like one and then go go work and open the gym the next day. But uh, that that was I, I, I'm I'm sure a strong man in Manitoba. Uh, I don't know much of the history of it, but that was kind of the modern heyday for it. Yes, like yeah. outside of Rob Komet, uh, our group of guys kind of brought it back and and really grew it. Yeah, and for a period we had. I, I was like a, a tag along. I wasn't really a strongman guy. I did westerns in 07 or 08. Oh, yeah. And I realized it just wasn't, wasn't for, for me. Well, me and McDole did it in 2012 together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we had, like, the training group uh, at the Stradbrook gym, there must have been 10 guys. Well, you had a huge You, group. Tyler, Deloli, Ammo, Wade. Dom. Dom. Jeez, how can I forget uh, Dom? We had Green on there um, for a little bit. 
Rodriguez. I forgot about him until a while ago, yep. Um, and then while you guys trained, I had uh, like three or four males and females doing powerlifting. Yeah, well, Will was there too, yeah. Yeah, Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will, Will's actually going to come out for, uh, he's got a special surprise plan for Deadlifts for Dreams. Oh, yeah? Which we'll, we'll get into Deadlifts for Dreams in a bit. Nice. Um, but there were about three hours every Saturday where the Earth's axis must have tilted a little bit with yeah. all all the, the guys we had and the weights moving, um, like Jordan Hanna lifting with me. and Yeah, he was actually, he got strong real quick. Oh my goodness. He was he incredible. He was an absolute animal. Yeah, yeah he um, went from bodybuilding to powerlifting and just blew it up. Yeah, him and I went to Worlds together, I want to say in 2015. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he, he came back and then went out to Cali to do Boss of Bosses with Dan Green. And then he just quit after that, right? Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to speak on any... I, I think there might have been a, a health oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Like, he's definitely not a quitter. He didn't just decide no. it's, it's too hard or whatever. But I think there was something that that he had to kind of reroute his training. Uh, but that, that whole group of guys was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they were strong. Yeah. Every Saturday we get walks well, Saturday at the barn for years. Yeah. Nine in the morning, no washroom, no nothing. Get up in the morning, take pre workout, and you have nowhere to go. You know, cameras get rid of the pre workout shits. And yeah. uh, then you slide a piece of wood open in the back of the barn mm-hmm. into that fence. I where forgot you, about that. Where you piss on it and hope a cow doesn't bite it. Yeah. Um, that was always sketchy. Good thing for me, mine didn't reach hard enough for it to bite through. But for the other I don't guys, know if you saw me feeding the giraffes in Africa. <laughs> Their tongues would be long enough oh. to find your penis. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think a cow would be able to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to really get in there. Yeah, you'd have to really, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, put on the YouTube episode and see Devin's beard. That's uh, like uh, <laughs> half the length of his pubic hair. <laughs> Coming out the bottom of his shorts, which you can't see on film. Yeah. But it's, it's disgusting. It's just about matches it, yeah. And I do the same. I oil those too, just like this. Yeah. It looks like he has Macho Man Randy Savage in a leg lock. Um, but then... Uh, from from there, tell me like we've stayed in contact. Yeah, and of well, course I've known everything. But where where did you go from the barn? Man, I see. I started 2010 the barn, and then I think 2011 I started at McDowell's. Mm-hmm. That was back in the dungeon, just before you guys bought Stradbook. Yeah. Um, in that stupid that hell the garage. Hole. Oh man, yeah. yeah. And I was so fat and uh, just died. no circulation, none, no air, no circulation, air circulation, yeah. no air conditioning, like a couple portable fans it was disgusting in there yeah. and uh <laughs> and i just fell in love with that i'm like oh this is stupid so i should probably join this yeah and then we went to stradbrook and then i did western sales in 12 with mcdowell we went there and then i was in the gym i'm like i'm gonna go for a max bench chris and he's like it's exact words it's your fucking shoulder he says he said don't do this you're gonna blow your shoulder i'm not gonna blow nothing. was that the day you and i went head to head yeah yeah, yeah. Which, and i and uh went for 425 it was at the time missed it something didn't feel right in my arm and I'm like, no, 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 we're hitting this thing. And I went again, just took more sniffing salts, yeah. ripped, got the 425, and then I couldn't move my head. And I think like, we both hit 405 that day. I hit 425 that day. No, but I think we both oh, hit yeah. 405 that yep. day. Yep. And in my mind, just because I knew all my guys better than I knew you still, yep. I'm like, there's, there's no way he's beating me. Yep. Like, I was way too proud. Yep. And then you hit 425, and I just, I didn't even try it. I knew I didn't have it in me. <laughs> And I, I was pissed about it for a long time. Well, that cost me three years of my life. Yeah. So that day I walked out of there, I couldn't move my head, couldn't move my shoulder. 2012. Yeah. So we just had August. Yeah, Morgan was just born. 
My okay. first, my firstborn. First of eight. Yeah. We'll get first, into that later too. <laughs> first, first of the hundred posse yeah. we have here. Yeah, he's starting his own CFL team. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I just fell off the deep end after that for a couple of years because I had need to get surgeries and all the other crap. And I, I came in, but I wasn't doing much. I did some Olympic lifting with Terry Hadlow. Yeah. With Chris, then I went off doing. Just went to the dark side and tried bodybuilding. You know, you really did. You get on stage. I remember you went through I a bodybuilding did. phase. You got yeah. on stage. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine, my best friend at the time, told me uh, you couldn't make the stage. You can't dedicate to nothing. And I'm like, oh, so I lost seventy five pounds. And That's made the all stage. guys like us. Need. Yeah, and it's he so didn't even show up that day. He didn't even show up at the comp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He called me in the elevator when I was going up the comp. He's like, I'm not making it, and I'm like, whatever. So I did that, and I realized uh, people like me shouldn't be in banana hammocks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you have to spend four hours shaving your whole body because I'm, I'm not hairy. <laughs> Just wasn't worth the time. He's got a John Deere running over his stomach <laughs> and back. It was horrible. We did the nair. We did everything. We did the nair, and then we shaved, and then more nair. And I'm like, this just isn't worth it. Yeah. And then I went back to Strongman in 2016 and 17. And you got strong really quick again after that. Yeah. I got, yeah. I jumped back up there. Did 16 and 17. Went to nationals there for amateurs. Didn't do so great there. Well, eighth, I guess, which, which in nationals, I guess, is pretty cool. But yeah. And then I went into boxing for a bit. Did that. But we've always kept in touch. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've always stayed stayed uh, with Deadlift for Dreams, with uh, just stupid events, my party, yeah. my band, everything else, volleyball. It, yeah. We've always stayed in touch with you guys. Yep. The, uh, at what point, th- this is turning into a, an interview, but we'll we'll get it back on track. <laughs> um, training Grounds Gym. What, where, where did you get to the point where you're like, because you, you, you literally have the dream situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in your own yard, you have a barn that is a gym. Yeah. Um, it's a business. Yep. Um, but you're in a position where you don't answer to a landlord. So any clients that you don't deem fit for your culture, you can tell them to take a hike. Yeah. And I think that is the dream of any business owner, any service business owner. doesn't even necessarily have to be gyms. To be in a position to be like, you don't fit what I'm doing here. And I don't, I don't think you've really had to with anyone. Not many, no. But you can if you want to. But I to. put the vibe out there so the guys know. Yeah. Yeah, we started that. I mean, I, I was on the board of directors of the gym, of a uh, co-op gym, for years. And I had said, I'll never be a competition. I'm not going to start a gym. And then I just one day decided, you know what, I'm too busy with business. You know, starting mm-hmm. a siding company, Winnipeg, and all the other stuff, all the other crap I got going. I'm like, I got to start training at home. So we had yeah. that shop, and I had a little sex, a 40-bitty shop. Had renters in there, and I just started kicking my renters out little by little bit <laughs> and taking their space. And yeah. uh, but I needed the money still, so I would wait for guys like like McDole. I yeah. traded him a bunch of stuff I did for him, and then he gave me equipment. Um, waited for a couple other gyms to go bankrupt, which sounds bad, and then buy their stuff for cash out the back door. It's only over six months since the next one in Winnipeg. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then like four with, with staying power, and then the other ones that that come and go. Yeah. So I waited for them to go bankrupt, bought their stuff, started building a home gym was the plan behind it was I mean the wife just wanted a home gym and I wanted a gym for my buddies to train at you know kind of with outside of the commercial shit yeah. after training at McDowell's at the original one the Spradwick one was, was nice but I liked the original one where it was just grimy shitty yeah rip benches I, the good stuff right? I loved yeah. that one that garage yeah uh, the football kids that I trained always said that that was their favorite the CFL guys that I trained said that was their favorite There there was an aura about it where it was just a workshop. Yeah. There were no bells, no whistles. You just came to work. Yeah. And then you wanted to leave because you were, like, you worked so hard. Yeah. But you also couldn't breathe because there was yeah, nowhere. Were, you, oh, yeah. It was brutal. So I sort of started that the same way. I, I just uh, started buying equipment and then I started training my buddies. We actually had a local youth group from from Nerville CMC Church. A buddy of mine, Mike, he's a kayaker. I trained you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he brought those guys out and we started just doing little circuit training classes and that's how we got the startup of that thing and then I just kept buying more equipment, buying more equipment. And then eventually I realized, well, you know what? I might as well turn this into a business, I guess, and make money from it. And that's very you. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. like, well, I might as well monetize. I guess monetize or start making money, right? Mm-hmm. So we did that. But I'm like, I so said, when we get to 50 members, I'm capping it. Well, yeah. now, I'm at, now I'm at 100. But I'm like, I'm just going by word of mouth. No advertising. I'm setting the vibe. We got no air conditioning, no windows. Uh, we got two mirrors in the whole gym. Yeah. A lot of people complain about that. Oh, we need more mirrors. For what? A very anti-gym. Yeah, that's strongman guys. We ain't pretty. I don't want to look in the yeah. mirror and see myself. That's the last like, thing I want to do is yeah, look at myself. Shit, like, my wh- bag wife- of milk body <laughs> and shitty face. <laughs> the wife doesn't even want to look at me. Why do I want to look yeah. at myself? Like, yeah. So, no, that's how we built it. Just And then I, I, I just took kind of like what you guys had and just accented it. I bought, and I keep buying, used, I just buy any bit of equipment I get my hands on for strongman stuff. So I got a sea can full of equipment. Yeah. And, uh, now it's just that's the vibe you walk in the gym and it's a vibe of people yelling grunting chalk mm-hmm. everywhere it's, you know it's i got a cleaning lady that like, cleans it like it's not like it's unsanitary yeah but it's that's the vibe it's yeah. intense no it reminds me very much of uh i can't remember what year it was but i went to in london ohio went to elite fts's compound oh, that'd be and nice. trained there uh, and it very much has the same vibe that's i mean I, we don't have the world-class lifters here that they no. do there yeah but, but that's not what it's about. It's about creating a space where people come and the bottom line is getting better. Yeah. And whether you're a 14-year-old hockey kid, a 30-year-old bodybuilder, or a 40-year-old strongman, you all coexist because the goal is getting better. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's not competition. It's I'm working my ass off because there's no way I'm going to let you outwork yeah. me. Well, that's how it is there. We're, we're all competitive. Yeah. Right? I mean, I got guys in my gym. We're a small gym. But I got guys like Reggie, the only guys who are deadlifting almost 800 pounds, and I can't compete with those guys. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I still have the biggest bench in the gym, so I'm just I'm just hanging on yeah. to that thread as the big dog in the bench press. Yeah. And that's all I have left, I yeah. guess that in the log press. But it's cool because it's it's we're competitive, but we're all training partners. Yeah. And that's the best part. And that was the vibe we used to have. Yes. Uh, on the Saturdays, was just like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if Dom was our top dog. Yeah then the whole gym was the top dogs yeah because we could go anywhere and be like oh shit these guys are here like we yeah. just lost yeah who's who's fighting for second yeah and it, and it wasn't dom's beating us it was mcdoll's gym is beating us yeah and yeah. uh it was a nice I've, vibe i've had people say that about powerlifting meets where it's just like you know all the canadians are here like that's good that's, that's there, there's good four feeling. or five first places coming yeah. with me yeah you that's, know what and I that's mean? a good feeling to have and it is it, it's very very cool to be um, be a part of anything like that and then to know that you're one of the catalysts of well, it and the McDowell's thing was, was nice because even though man I started training there I remember when, when Dom first started I was I saw, there's a picture on Facebook I think he even posted and it's me teaching him the harness pull I remember that I yeah. remember that picture and uh, I remember teaching him that harness pull and I'm like man like this sucks because as soon as I teach him any little trick I have he's going to beat me yeah like, so uh, before you go on the, the harness pull uh, is you put a harness on and you attach it to a vehicle, usually something very large like a semi, um, and then a rope is anchored to something, and you use the rope and the harness and you pull the semi, uh, kind of standard eighty feet. Yeah, you're generally 50, 80, 80. Yeah, generally eighty feet. Yeah, people, people want to see you die. Um, I feel like like anything in strongman is it goes about eighty feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you got eighty, one sixty. Yeah, it seems to be. It's, it's, I don't know why it's multiple that or 40 foot medleys the thing with 160 in strongman is when you get to the finish line there's a shotgun for you to uh, <laughs> Kurt Cobain yourself yeah. this is uh, a bucket of fried chicken yeah. and a booster pack yeah you, you take your pick <laughs> <laughs> 
It's horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember the exact picture you're talking yeah, we're about. We're in Str- on Stradbroke location yeah. in the parking lot. Yep. Yeah. And I remember... Um, that, that shit, that... there was that... So he was a trucker from Montreal. Yes. And we used to let him park in the loading dock. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and then he'd be in town for like two or three days. And, and in exchange for letting him park there, we could tow his truck. Yeah. And it's got to be one of the most bizarre business exchanges ever. But it worked. But it, it totally worked. Yeah. Uh, it cost, uh, both sides, it cost nobody anything. Yep. Yeah. And totally worked. I just remember that day, because I was thinking ahead, I'm like, because at that point I was better than him at that, that event, at a couple mm. events. I was like, man, if I show him every little trick I got, which I did, because that's just who I am. I yeah. Just show everybody every trick I got, and I just want them to get better, and then I kind of thrive on that. Yeah. Man, I showed him that, and it just—he was gone. He took off. None of us, none of us could keep up with him. Yeah. There was no one in, in Manitoba that could, even Wade. Like he, I think he realized it's just Dom was just a specimen. I I would put everything I own, so whoever challenged me on this would get tens of dollars. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, if Dom were to show up today, and say I'm doing Canadians next year. Yep. One hundred percent, he would do it. Oh yeah, yeah. If he put so that would give him. 11 months of training yep. to do it. I, 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 100% he would qualify for Canadians. Yep, guaranteed. If, like, if he showed up and the desire was there. Well, because even even when he was training, I remember clear as day leading into shows, he wouldn't show up for three weeks before the show or two weeks. Dude, just yeah. a random day here, random day there. Yeah. We're all dedicated to training. He just waddles in, does some things, and then goes to show and wins. And we're like, what the there was, am I there, doing wrong? So, uh, Dom, Dom, for those of you who are listening and don't know him, more don't than do, uh, the big Greek freak. Um, he did work, I, I hate when people call someone a freak because it acts like they don't work hard <laughs> yeah. and they're just giving everything they have or they're genetically, uh, Dom works his ass off. He was a small uh, guy when he started, 180 or yeah. 200 pounds. He was a basketball player in high school. Yeah, was he 180 pounds? a little pounds? pretty boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he also is a freak of nature. I remember... Him and I worked security at Bar I for years. Yeah. And some of my favorite nights because he's quietly one of the funniest people you'll ever oh, meet. Yeah. Uh, but one night we finished work and we just had a wild hair. Uh, it's three in the morning. We're like, let's go rack full. <laughs> and I think I maxed out around seven. On an 18 inch pole? Yeah. Rant style, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maxed out around 700 pounds uh, at an 18 inch pole. Dom double overhanded it with no straps. Yeah, yeah. And it's so That's demoralizing. His fingers, fingers wrapped on it three times. Yeah. <laughs> and it, these fat sausage <laughs> fingers. Um, and I, like you, when we benched that day, you're like, yeah. everything from, from my head down through my traps, through my erectors, everything, I might have tore it. Yeah. And he double overhanded it. Like, <laughs> his fingers are stronger than every muscle in my posterior yeah. chain. Yeah, it's just And uh, you're like, what do, I, what do I do? That's one of the reasons why I, I didn't continue with strongman. Yeah. I'm very competitive. Yeah, I don't get into things that I can't win or can't work hard enough to get to a position where I can win. Yeah. And I'm not Scott Cummine. Yeah. Who will do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Uh, there's certain boundaries that I have. Yeah. Um, I respect Scott uh, for what he's done. Like it is ballsy, uh, and he's done incredible. But there, you live in a world of of Doms and Provix and uh, like Luke Scarab. Yeah. Where I will just never be six three three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. Um, and uh, like Ben Thompson. He's done well. For, um, yeah. 
for a guy that I could rest my chin on his head. Yeah. Um, to to pull, I think he's over twelve hundred pounds now. Yeah, on that silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I just saw my limitations, and there's no at the time there was no weight classes in strongman. No. I still take a strong stance that there shouldn't be. It's just open. Yeah. Well, matchable strongman. We're just doing open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, powerlifting suited me better. Yeah. Um, because it was just you change your squat rack height, you change your your bench <laughs> yeah. rack height, uh, and it suits it suits you. Yeah. Uh, I did Winkler's Strongest Man, and uh, the pulls and the moving stuff, I was okay, and, and the deadlift, I was all right. And then we got to Stones, and the different height platforms you had to put them on. Yeah, you got a shoulder the first one. Where uh, Dave Oslin. Oh, yeah. Dave Oslin? Yeah, what was he, six foot nine or six? So, ten? yeah. So, me at a lying 5'11 yeah, at my peak 260 5'10 and 3'8 <laughs> yeah uh, and at my peak 260 pound against Dave Oslin who's 6'9 and over 400 pounds yeah. and we both have to put something on a 42 inch platform yeah well that's in his diaphragm and that's that's up at my my face it would have been like a 52 inch platform yeah 52 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry um, or even 56 so where he stands up and he he places it on yeah. And I've got to get it, like, shouldered and get it up. There there were just limitations. Did you see that picture of Ben Thompson? He was at Giants Live, and he has that stone on his forehead. No. No, he had the stone load, same thing. Ben Thompson, like, 5'8", I think. I think 5'9". Sorry, Ben. Maybe, maybe ben five, shorter six, than me. Maybe 5'6". Yeah, no, but yeah. Like five, a stupidly strong guy. He's down in front. Ben is the world's strongest Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Oh, by far, yeah. Yeah. If there were all the Smurfs, he would be the top dog. Yeah. Um, and he does this. He'd be deadlift Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> he does this. This stone is a picture on his Facebook, and he's got this stone on his forehead, a big Atlas stone, because he had to press it up overhead to get it on the platform. Yeah. Because I mean, Giants Live. All the, I think the smallest guys are generally, well, generally aren't his height. They're all six three as a small guy. Yeah. And these guys are. So monsters. the thing about Giants, they aren't five six. <laughs> no. 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 So yeah, it's, that's kind of where I'm at too, as I realized. I think I can be a better coach and promoter than I can be an athlete. I'm just not willing to do with the kids and the businesses and the injuries and the, yeah. you know, that me keep falling off roofs and dropping cars on myself. And <laughs> I've just realized maybe I'm, you know, I'm going to compete this year again, but I'm like, yeah. I'm supposed to actually compete next weekend in Shaunavan, but I just, I'm not ready. My back's just blowing up. Mm-hmm. I just think I'll be better, better compete or better coach to my guys than I can be competing anymore. I think this maybe give it a couple more cracks in the bucket and that might be it. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, so heading into um, the virus that we won't speak about, uh, I did a bench only. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you um, always said you're going to only do bench yeah, only from now I, on. Yeah. So I got to the point where I was doing bench only, and uh, Marshall Johnson coached me leading up to it, a shirted bench. Oh, yeah. And I hit 532. That's one when that bar fell back, right? You lost it one in your hands. The training leading up to that yeah. was, uh, yeah. That incident, yeah. Um, fun fact about that, it happens so fast, your life does not have time to flash before. <laughs> I watched the video, I'm like, oh, he, he could have been dead. You're like, honest, honest to God, if I wasn't doing board press, yeah. I'm, I'm dead or I have a fractured mandible yeah. and, and my, my throat is, is done. Yeah. But it, I fairly thick neck, maybe I survive on that, Yeah. but my, my throat is done forever. I'm yeah, probably you, not talking. You again. ain't talking. Yeah. yeah. You're doing um, this through a little box now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So board press saved my. Life. I should make that should be my next shirt. Board, board press, press saved my. Yeah, life. that's your next shirt. 
You could market that. I don't know if Elite Fitness doesn't have one out there. Yeah, Denzel, yeah. when you listen to this, put that put that down for us to make a shirt. We'll get Nikki on it. There we go. Um, but 5.32 I hit in Minneapolis. And I got a wild hair where I'm like, I'm going to chase world record. For Masters, world record was low 600s. In a shirt? In a shirt. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I could do the right things to, to get do... me to there yeah. and, and have a world record. And then uh, the virus that we don't talk about happened. And it just got, I got to a point where I'm like, I think I'm better to serve others than to, than to chase that myself. Yeah. I've done a lot of really cool things because of powerlifting. Yep. And I'll, I'll talk about them till people don't want to hear about it. Because uh, I hold them near and dear to my heart. Yep. But that at the end of the day, what what really gets me excited is someone like I hit a PR. Seeing others win. I'm I'm happy with my body. Yeah. I won this competition. I didn't win this competition, but I tried my best and wow did that feel good. I made this team. Whatever it is, what, oh. that matters more to me now than me coming home with another medal that I'll throw in a box and never look at well, again. I think a lot of people don't realize, and I know you will know when I say this, but because I, I deal with the level of depression I get to reach a goal is crazy. Yep. So people don't sound like, oh, you guys, you're reaching these goals and you're doing so many things. The level of depression I get into when I'm going after a goal or a competition, if I take it to heart, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to come. And I find every time I go through that prep, it gets deeper and darker. And it gets so it's like you're chasing that world record. Yeah. You knew you'd probably go through some shit. Totally. To, to get to that record. That'll actually probably probably screw you out of a lot of business opportunities or these opportunities totally because of how isolated you're going to get yeah yeah people don't you, realize that they think the top athletes have great lives and i'm sure yeah. they do but man the darkness that comes with that it's, yeah. it's crazy uh it, it, it's yeah you you hit the the nail on the head there where uh like i'm for the first time in my life i'm training at a gym that i don't own. yeah which is probably a weird feeling very very but relieving because Saturdays at Midtown, come one o'clock, Dave's benching. Yeah. Um, and as egotistical as it is, yeah. but that's part of chasing greatness. Yeah. People who were there at that time knew that Coach Dave and Lifter Dave were different people, and you're dealing with Lifter Dave. Yeah. Don't breathe my air. Don't get in my space. Don't try to be funny. Yeah. Let me fucking train. Yeah, I dodged, uh, I dodged you guys because I always just crack jokes. Yeah. So I knew when it came down to Devin just, Devin bounced yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I love joking. Yeah. I, I think everyone who listens to this Loves knows jokes. that, that I'm, I'm more of a jokester than a serious guy. Yeah. But when the serious switch goes on, I'm a very unlikable person. Yeah. And when I have, like, I'm laying under half a ton. Yeah. I don't have time to be the silly guy. Yeah. But I don't have time for you to be the silly person either. That needs to be serious. So back off for, for 120 minutes, and then we'll we'll order some food and eat in the gym and, and yuck it up. But until then, I need to be laser-focused. Yeah. Um, Everybody likes and, to know the guy and, and say to their buddies, I know the guy who set the record. I know the guy who benches 500. But they don't like to be around the guy when he's yeah. training to reach those goals. Yeah. They like to know the guy at a distance or talk about him. Yeah. They don't want to be there when he's going through the trenches. Totally. Yeah, it's one of those things. And, right? and part of my dilemma now is that I'm at a gym where I'm just a guy. Yeah. I know what There's I can no do. I know what I can do. Yeah. Um, 
But if I show up one day with chalk and smelling salts, I really change the mood of that gym and they're not ready for that. Yeah. So I can't be that guy there. Like I would have to go to your place yeah. or to Iron Age where it's like, you know, he brought his lunch pail. He's working today. Yeah. Where like this morning I had an incredible workout because I went at seven on a Sunday and it was empty. Yeah. There wasn't even music playing. So I, I really dialed in and I put myself in the ground. Yeah. But that's the first time I've done that in a while because this gym does... It, it's, I love the gym. Yeah. I, I'm there for a reason. But it doesn't have that culture. Which gym you go to? Full scene. Okay. I've, you know, I've heard good yeah. things about that gym. Yeah. yeah. No, Ty, Ty does a great job. He's got great equipment. Yeah. Um, but there, it's, it's private slash public. Yeah. Uh, and the public Very side... Very similar to mine. Yeah. Yeah. The public side isn't ready to see an absolute psycho really focus on something. Yeah. Um, and so, so it, it's tough to get into a place where like, yeah, I'm going to chase a world record in this place. And we've lost members of our, my little gym because of that. We got guys, Reggie when he lifts, man, the, the shit that guy says to that bar, I'm like, man, all these women, all these generals are all going to, they're going to, they're going to think he's coming after their families. Like to get him into that zone and you were bleeding everywhere. His nose bleeds and bleeds. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, but that's the vibe I love. But it's it's hard to get there mentally every day. I just I realize now I can't I can't seem to turn that on as much anymore and get there as much as I used to. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. Yeah, like it's I'm not yeah. willing the throwing up, the nosebleeds, the pop blood vessels, the <laughs> aches, the pains, the sleepless nights. Yeah, the um, sweating. The, yeah, the sweating. All of that that comes with trying to be the absolute best version of yourself yeah i don't have the same drive to do when it i know i'm five foot ten and i ain't gonna make yeah like it's it's yeah and we we don't monetize it like a lot of um americans do yeah um like our say you're gonna be that dude like dom dom went to canadians um or you take jf Caron. yeah if jf Caron was an american and had the same success he'd be a millionaire yeah i doubt he's a millionaire Unless it's dirty money, yeah. He's and got, I'm only he's... saying that because he's from Quebec, and if you if you know Canada, you get that. If you, you don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, Jeff Caron should be an absolute celebrity nationwide. He was top ten in the world for how many years? And one Canadian for yeah. How many years in a row? Oh, Five, sure. six. Oh, for sure that yeah. I don't even know yet. Now he's I mean he hung up the boots now after that last yeah. injury, but yeah. If you were an American or in Iceland. Mm. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a millionaire. Shit. If you're in Iceland, they got a, a boat. They got a statue. You're going oh, to yeah. Valhalla. You got three wives. <laughs> yeah. Those those little dwarf <laughs> things. They they <laughs> they awesome. come. You see them in person if if, if you're ice. But for, for in Canadian with strength sports, uh, unless you're the strongest hockey player, uh, they don't care. That's that's exactly it. Canada's so for us to put ourselves through hell, it's truly just a love of. Of that, you get the recognition at a small town bar. Of, hey, that guy's pretty yeah. strong. And I don't love that as much anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it's still great, but I, I want to well, see well, other we, people. When we great. were going through it, we didn't have the top tier coaches back in the early two thousands. We were the top. That, tier that was coaches. it. Yeah, like in in the in the two thousands. We had McDowell. <laughs> that was it, right? Like McDowell was a Apollo Quinn disciple, right? And he yeah. learned a lot from him. And Paul Quinn's he's unreal smart. Yeah. But we didn't have the guys telling us. For one, social media was 
non-existent. Mm-hmm. There was not much stuff on the internet. You had the archives from Elite Fitness and different things like that. But you had to go through all the shit yourself and get all the injuries and the bullshit yeah. and learn all the little techniques. I mean, I, I studied a lot of Paul Valencourt. Because yeah. at that time when I was competing, he was at the top of his game. And he, Paul's another guy who foot, overcame being dude, an was, average height human. Yeah, they called him a giant killer. He was five foot ten. He competed yeah. at light heavyweight if he wanted to. Went to the Arnold's place top ten a couple times in an amateur. Um, so I actually I hired him for coach for a little bit too. Right when I was injured though, so it's kind of useless. Yeah. But I studied a lot of what he did because he was so technical in his lifts yeah. that I could learn from that. Paul had a lot of tricks, and I've seen him lift in person a number of times. I've never seen him. I I, I just met him online. I just I hired. We him. were in Fort Francis once. And I wasn't competing. Uh, Chris was competing. Probably John or I did for Francis, dude. Pro. Yeah, I, I don't think you were there. No, so that would have been different. You meet John yeah. Wade and Will went there and competed. Okay. Yeah. Um, the night before, I wasn't competing, so I just I did a serious number on myself. Just ripped it up? Yeah, ripped Makes it sense. up. Yeah. Uh, my boy Justin came with us. He was in the former NFL player. Um, so Justin, you, you Dom, Justin, and Chris went together. Yeah, in a truck. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That yep. was after. Yeah, uh, I actually took my Durango. Didn't the four you pile on that thing? No, no, no. Oh, um, but I remember it was the first long haul in my Durango, and hit, and it was pre, it was it was like an early two thousand. Oh, okay. Um, and before like all all the fuel, blah 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 blah, changed. Yeah. Um, due to a couple towers falling. Uh, I could see the gas moving on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this vehicle, but today I don't love it so I much. That. Um, but Finnessy and I did a serious number on our livers. Um, the following day, uh, I wake up, I'm fine, I, I do my thing. And the guys are gearing up for some sort of pull. And Paul comes over and he's like, hey, you're the powerlifting guy. Can you help me with my deadlift suit? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I'm pulling his straps up, and he goes, are you still drunk? Oh, he, do you start drinking today? I'm like, that's from last night. He's like, Jesus, man. <laughs> um, but that was like one of my very... Because I, I looked up to Paul. Yeah. Paul Paul has incredible physique. Yeah. Uh, he's incredibly strong, and he's smart. Yep. Like He still owns a couple uh, gyms. Two gyms? Does he have two gyms or one? I've, I I read more about screenplays than gyms now, yeah. so I don't I don't know what everyone's up to. But uh, he uh, I I loved Paul. I, I thought Paul was fantastic, and he's another guy uh, that just he kind of lived his life with a chip on his shoulder, where he's like, I don't take shit from anyone. If I don't like what you're doing, yeah. I'm just gonna call you out on it, and we're gonna move on with life with or without you. That's that's yeah yeah, uh, and that was kind of the draw to a lot of guys in our circle. Yeah, where it's just. We all got along because if I was bullshit, yeah, yeah. If I called you on some bullshit, yeah, uh, the very next day you you'd ask me about something or I'd ask you about something, and we've already moved on from that moment. There's no grudge. Because if if it was worth calling out, it meant it was a problem. Yeah. And if it was worth calling out, it meant that it was something I was doing dumb enough that I would realize I was doing dumb enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. if I was that strong in my will that no, I don't think I'm dumb. Well, then we had figured out a different way to deal with it. But yeah. that never came to that. Like, it's, yeah, and it's also a sign of like I care about you enough to point out that you're doing something wrong yeah. or stupid. Yeah, um, which which, which to me, I'd rather someone care about me than not care about yeah. me. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's like my favorite Paul V story. These mics is, gonna pick up our heavy breathing? Oh, they they will for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to there's, breathe. There's two quietly. of us. 
Yeah. No, I can't breathe through my nose um, yet. Also, if you're not watching, Devin's face matches his red shirt. Yeah, I, I run a little. I run a little red. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, you got a great tan." I'm like, it's "Blood pressure." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Trust me. Yeah, it's not a. Tan. When I drop dead at 54, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a stress test done last week. The same. Oh, another one. Yeah, I got an EKG done. I thought I had. So when do when did we meet in your office? Three weeks ago? Yeah, and I was just going for the stress test after that. Yeah. So I thought I had a heart attack. And you've been another one since no, then? No, 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 that one. Okay, that, that yeah. one. So I okay. thought I had a heart attack, and they were testing me for it. And I just pretty much passed up behind the wheel one day, and everything in my arms were hurting, my hands went numb, I couldn't feel nothing. I'm like, oh, man, I think this is it. But uh, so I did a stress test. They just shaved paps over me and put me on a treadmill. Well, that'll kill anybody my size. Yeah. Fucking walking on a treadmill uphill, like, and my heart rate wouldn't get high enough to where they'd stop me. So they kept making me go on the treadmill longer. I'm 11 minutes in this treadmill walk yeah. at a half jog. I don't jog. This mm-hmm. body doesn't jog. For one, yeah. it's held together by screws. It doesn't run. Yeah. I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if you see me running, you run twice as fast. Oh, there's something bad. Because something terrible is behind me. I can remember two times in my life I ran. One time a schizophrenic guy was chasing me with an ax and went back to get a rifle. And I ran okay. through a bush for half a mile because he was trying to kill me and a buddy of mine. I'm like, okay, we're going to die. And then we went and retrieved, but whatever, that's another day. But and then, That's not another yeah. day. That's after you, whatever you're about to say, yeah. we're going back to that right after. Jeez. Then, then it was the treadmill. And I'm, so I just had a bar in the front of the treadmill. And uh, I just grabbed that bar the other day. And I just pushed as hard as I could against that treadmill. And dug my, because I knew it would get my heart rate up higher than having to walk on the stupid thing. Yeah. The second heart rate hit 165, they would stop. So they hit 165 and they stopped that thing. And I'm like, it looks like I came out of a pool. Totally. And I got this little girl next to me here, all five feet tall. Oh, you're okay. No, I'm dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's like, your heart's good. I'm like, well, something's not good. I'm physically in terrible condition. <laughs> so I'm straight up in came, a bad place right now. Yeah, stress test <laughs> came back. My heart's good. They're like, no, your heart's in great shape. It's good. I'm like, oh, I can do more bad things. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Great. yeah. Let's push it to the limit. Yeah. So let's go back <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the, the sentence you just finished. Let's go to the beginning of that story. Oh, man. So this was back in... I can't even remember when, 2007, eight maybe. My cousin had this truck. Anyways, his wife was driving it. My buddy, my buddy James, big dude, raised in the North End, 6'2", 300 some pounds, big dude. He actually got, he actually went to the gym with him for a while. His wife was driving this truck and uh, this guy had lost control and almost hit her. And he came up to the window, I think is what had happened. And she had asked, what, uh, we got into an altercation and she's like four foot seven or four foot, like she's small, five feet tall. And he spit in her face through the window of this truck. Holy. Yeah. And uh, so James called me, do you know this guy? And I called my dad, and I'm like, do you know what this guy looks like? This guy. And my dad said, yeah, this is, I'm not going to say him, but this is that guy. Yeah. He's like, don't go down there, he'll shoot you. And I'm like, yeah, come on, pops. He's like, no, he's schizophrenic. He's right. off and off his meds. He's going to shoot you, Devin. I'm like, but fuck this guy. So <laughs> me and yeah. James go down there, we pull in his yard, and we're in the truck, and I'm in the passenger seat. And I haven't had a lot of altercations with, you know, machete besides my real estate thing there's three so i got a machete pulled on me in a house another great yeah man you you've got we're yeah. finally taking the pop off the top off and yeah. we're gonna get in some stories here so anyways we're in this truck and, and james goes to get out and as he gets out this guy comes running out of a house with a with an axe in full swing at us and i'm in the pasture seat i'm like fuck like we're gonna die yeah. and he takes a swing at james and while he's swinging his this dude's wife jumps in and grabs that axe in full swing and manages to stop it from hitting us jeez so that him, guy's wife. Yeah, that okay, guy's okay. wife jumps out. So I'm like, oh man. So I'm just sitting in the passenger. James is where you are, and he's not. He gets out of the truck, and this Brian guy's hitting him in the chest. And I'm like, just hit him, James. Like you're way bigger. You know, like I'm. I didn't know what to do. I'm like 18 years old or 17. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the hell to do here. And uh, 
So they're arguing there, and they're just about to go at him. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, this, this guy turns around. He looks at me. He says, and he already had the axe. He mm-hmm. looks at me. He says, he looks at us. Says, you wait to see what I got inside for you, you fat fucker. And he runs back in. My dad told me he's gonna shoot us. I look at James, and James like run. By the time James told me to run, I'm already gone. And I'm in a full sprint through the snow. It was winter time, minus whatever the hell it was. We run through the snow. James is walking already because he's dead. Like he's he's done. He's, he's, he's like just, just shoot me. Like, he's committed to dying. Yeah, we ended up going to one of my family members' houses in the nearby. Loaded up some rifles, and this guy got into our truck that we were in, and he was using our truck to drive back and forth looking for us down the road. That's sick, dying by your own truck. Yeah, and he's just and we, so we got a bunch of rifles loaded up, double barrel shotguns, and we're like, right, if this guy comes on, I guess we're 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 doing this. And uh, yeah, he ended up parking the truck in the road, and then the cops came. Yeah, it was a little bit of a rough situation. That is amazing. Yeah, uh, that guy actually ended up going to jail for beating his wife with a sugar pill. So I mean, weird. Was, I'd never guessed that. Yeah, yeah, poor guy. Beating her with a what? Like a five a five pound sugar pill. Wow. Yeah, he was off his meds, schizophrenic, and he just he almost killed her. It was bad. Jeez. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a crazy story. Almost like that real estate. Yeah, I'll tell you the real estate story. This is like such a Dave Chappelle moment where he's like, <laughs> which brings me to the fifth time I met OJ Simpson. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to get into real estate investing. You know, I hired a coach on Winnipeg here and he's he's mentoring me and stuff. Great guy. And so I'm going to lose this rental property two weeks ago. Me and my buddy Jeremy, uh, he's a real estate agent. He's like, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. He's like 350 pounds, six foot two. He's not a small dude. Jeez. We go look at this place and we get there. House is locked up. There's three dogs. I don't do dogs. Yeah. I got dogs. I don't like dogs. I don't like dogs. They're either. loose in the house. Doors are locked. The homeowners show up because they're renters. So it's the homeowners, kids, homeowner's son's mom. So homeowner's son's baby mama. There's obviously some bad blood there. She's renting the house. Hasn't paid rent. They changed all the locks so we couldn't get in to look at the house to buy it. So the family breaks into their own house, gets <laughs> two of the dogs out, and I'm just sitting in the vehicle. I'm like, I'm not getting bit by There's a bunch of boxers and stuff, and I'm like, oh. I'm not doing this. So we get into the house, me and the wife, me and Danielle, walk in with Jeremy and the dad, and there's another dog in a cage, and he's wanting to jump out of this cage at me, and he's a boxer too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And all of a sudden, Danielle's like, he's got a knife. What do you mean he's got a knife? No one's home. And I turn, and there's a kid, a 16-year-old kid, who sees me and Jeremy, guess, and thinks, well... He's trying to protect us, and he pulls out this machete, throws the sheath down. He's got this machete in his hand, and I'm like, I look at him and I look at the dad, and Danielle's like, "Fuck, I'm out." Yeah. She just got out of there, and as like, she should. Yeah, and I'm like, "No, I came to look at a house, yeah. so I'm not leaving." I look at the dad. I'm like, "What's going on here?" He's like, "Oh, he's all gums." I'm like, "Well, we got two options here. Your son takes a swing at me. He doesn't kill me. I kill him." Yeah. Um, two of them. So I ended up. The kid just stood back with his machete, trying to intimidate us. I just kept looking around the house, in different yeah. rooms. The dad calls the cops on his own son, who just got arrested for assault. This kid's 16. Yeah. They come. He called his buddies up to come, I guess, get us out of the house. I don't know. So his buddies roll in. I'm outside now on the road. His buddies come rolling in. I don't know if to fight us. What they wanted to do. Cops are in the house trying to get this kid the machete. Mm-hmm. And his buddies come storming in the house. And I'm just <laughs> waiting. I'm like, please, someone get shot. Yeah. Like, I'm just waiting on the highway. Like, wait. I'm like, please, someone get tasered. Let's see something. But, yeah, yeah nothing ever happened. Came for a little action. But, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I run into some weird situations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just being me, some reason. It's... I get that. Totally. <laughs> yeah, you've known me long enough. I get to some very awkward situations. Yeah. Um... I totally forgot about the machete in the house one. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. That was my first real... That was the first time I went to buy a rental. And I'm like, ah, maybe I should hold off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me of the time when I was working at a uh, an establishment in Winnipeg. I won't uh, say any names. If you know me, you know where it is, but I don't want to 
throw that name yep. out. And uh, it wasn't Teddy Bob's where I had my first strongman show. Holy shit, we'll get into that after. <laughs> That's a great story, too. That night was awesome. Um, so I'm working at this place, and uh, there are some local gangsters, and there are some other local gangsters. Oh, yeah. And they start running their mouths. Blah, 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 blah. Who knows, whatever their gang turf is. One of the guys uh, on one side is is would look more like us. Oh, yeah. The guy on the other side looks more like something that we would shit out on a Sunday morning. <laughs> but the smaller guy, I knew a bit better. Oh, okay. So I... I try to intervene just to be like, dude, this this isn't the best yeah, situation for you. And he's running his mouth like over my shoulder at the other guy. Like oh. NBA fight styles where you're like, I'm going to be a super tough guy because there's a brick wall between yeah. us. I'm like, dude, just not, not tonight. Blah, 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 blah. So one of his little underlings starts yipping at me. So I turn and I'm like, you know what? If you want to see him get his ass kicked, fine. Let him get his ass kicked. Yep. And I start walking towards that guy. Yeah. Not trying to intimidate him or anything. Just to kind of explain the situation yeah. where I'm like, I'm helping you guys. Yeah. He lifts his shirt and he's got a piece under his belt and he says, take another step. <laughs> in, in a half a second, I realize that I'm close enough that I can get my hands on his... On his piece where he can. I can get my hand around his neck before he can get his hand on his piece. Yeah. And if he pulls his piece, I'm dead. So I won't remember this in this moment anyways, yeah. right? So as I step towards him, I'm like, you say another word, I'm going to shove that gun right up your fucking ass. And he completely froze. And I'm like, thank God that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so grateful for that worked. But well, I just... You started with being scared instantly through the shoulders of peace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be the trump card. Yeah. You're supposed to play your race and the other person would be like, you beat me. Yeah. Um, and you called this shit. But that that was like the, the dad with the machete where the kid has the machete and his dad's like, he's all gums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to use it, you don't show it. No. You use it, yeah. and then people see it. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you show it first, it's just like, this is supposed to be my back-off tactic yeah, and, and whatever. And it didn't work for him. So let's rewind back to Teddy Bob's. Oh, man. The start of my strongman career. Um, so I kind of know you at this point, but not great. That was like 2010 or 2011. That was the first competition I did. Yeah. Might have been 2010. Um, Teddy Bob's is now Lipsticks. Yes. And uh, a, a well-established place where women dance and sometimes their clothes come off. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was just a place where people went to drown their sorrows. <laughs> yes. It was a rough bar back then. I don't remember how or why we got involved. Brent Ham lined up a competition with the owner. Okay. So is that a ham thing? It was a ham thing. And he got Luke Scarab came out. Luke came out, uh, yeah. Steve Halliday came out. Yeah. Uh, I remember I went head-to-head with him on Farmer Holds. And I was the MC. You were the that. MC. McDowell was refing. Uh, we had Donnie. He was the, the native guy with long hair. He was just... He was helping with the kegs. I remember him. Yeah. Him. Someone from Vancouver came. Sandor Bassa was competing back then. Is that who it was? Yeah, no, the short guy. He wasn't. Uh, he was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah short and just Steve something. Steve Some... Halliday from. No, Boston. no, no. Oh. I, I remember Steve Halliday because yeah. he was the metal rep. Yeah. 
someone from Vancouver though came all the way in for this. Yes, I man, I forget the list, but then there was Derek Spence. Derek Spence he was drinking yes, double yes, whiskeys yes. all night. I forgot about competing. him. Competing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we put on a strongman competition in a bar. Recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, Devin and I are very good friends, but at the time, we are just acquaintances. No one knew me back then. Yeah. My first competition, my whole family came with the watch. Yeah. Mom, dad, brothers, wives, everything. Whoever could get in. Right? Sister-in-law? Yeah, well, Aaron. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, sister-in-law. Uh, yeah, my well, brother Kyle's wife. Okay, yeah. who's part of the story. Yes. But also, Janaea. Janaea was there, yeah. Yeah, my wife That's was there. sister-in-law? Sister-in-law, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we're competing. So Devin's got a good supporting crowd there. Like, yeah. probably more than most people. Oh, yeah, the crowd was nice. My, my aunts and uncles came out. Yeah. yeah. Half the crowd, half half the competitors are from out of town. They're solo. Yeah. Devin's from out of the city, but from town. But half the crowd in the place is Devin's family. Oh, for so sure. that, that kind of sets the... And we're in, top. like, we're in a, a northern end of the city kind of bar. It's rough. N- not a great, not a great part of town. No, Arlington. Area. Yeah, it's not a great part of town. So we're competing, whatever, and I do the competition, and uh, <laughs> I love my family. I really do. My family's got some, you know, they get drunk and they get kind of rowdy. What I ended up, my mom, man, this sounds bad. She's going to hear this and be mad at me, but my mom <laughs> tried my mom tried lighting my sister-in-law, Aaron's hair on fire in the bar. They were having an issue, and they, didn't, they were arguing with something, or something happened. She tried lighting her hair on fire in the bar. Um, so I don't think there's going to be bar fights, but it's not going to be the people from out of town. It's going to be people from in the area scrapping. Yeah. Turns out it's my family. So this is my first competition. I actually did decently well. Chris Reimer was there, Joel Reimer, a bunch mm-hmm. of others. Mm. It ended up turning out to my sister-in-law beating my mom's head into a car outside the bar and the cops getting called. And it was my family who got arrested. And that reputation stayed with me my whole strongman career. Which, which is super funny because with it, anyone who meets you within five minutes is like, this guy is a very nice guy. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. You're, yeah. you're, 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 you're a super nice guy. People love you. Um, and that's what we thought of you. Yeah. And then we were like, is this a wolf in sheep's clothing? <laughs> like, what is going on here? We were, we were taking down the strongman equipment. We were loading up the, the trailers and everything. Yeah. And cop car after cop car after cop car comes ripping in the parking lot. And we're like, what is? What did we miss? Yeah. What is going on? And it's my family beating on each other in the parking lot. <laughs> and so not only is your family involved in the fight, your family is fighting themselves. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're not fighting other people. We're beating on each other. And we're like, who is this guy? Yeah, like, I remember coming to the gym because I, I, it was actually after the competition. I got hooked up with you guys to train yeah, with you guys. Yeah. And I'm like, are they going to let me in the gym? Like, but we had trained with you in Altona. Yes. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, we like this guy. Like, yeah. we're he's he's part of our circle now. And then we're like, oh, maybe that Devin guy isn't like, isn't part of it. I remember this, every comp- Luke Scarab was there. He won that thing, and then he yeah, went to Saskatoon. Yeah. yeah. But I remember every time, every competition I've thought that I've ever competed in outer town, everyone's like, "Oh, you're the Teddy Bob's guy." I'm like, oh, okay, this is never leaving. This, this is my reputation now. Yeah. 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 Um, let me just take a little peek here. Okay, so we got about ten minutes left, right, and I actually yeah. wanted to spend more time on this, and and yeah. we can go over time if we want. That's fine. Yeah. Um, generally when Brett and Denzel aren't here, people want more. So oh, okay. as soon as they're in the room, people they want are less like of them. less, less, less of them. I mean, I just met him outside, but it makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm just 
Yeah, he's a bit of a C word. Um, you make your own moonshine. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. There, there's actually so much we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. There's a um, lot. So maybe we'll go over a little. As long as you got time. I've got time. Um, last time, it, it wasn't Deadless for Dreams. It no, was my party. That. It was your party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Devin has a beautiful house outside of the city, which is my dream. <laughs> and attached to his house is like uh, uh, a seven to ten person bar. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a licensed bar. It's not a place where you see customers or anything. He just has it set up to look like something out of the set of cocktail, and yeah. it is perfect. Yeah, old barnwood from my dad's barn. We built yeah. as kids. Yeah, it's uh, if I remember correctly, you have a TV in there. Yep. You had a flash screen, vending machines, flash screen TV. Machines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it it's every every guy's not every guy's dream, but like every guy that I would hang out with. His dream. His yeah. dream. Yeah. Uh, half of the alcohol, if not more, is homemade. There's a lot of it. Yep. Yeah. Take me through that process. Well, if I had to make my own whiskey, I wouldn't know where to start. Well, so, so when when the world slowed down a while ago, there, um, I'm like, I need something to do with my time. I have, you know, I I can't sit still, so I went and bought myself a little still. One of those T five hundreds, man. They're simple. And I'm like, I'm gonna just start making my own. My own liquor. You think I'm not actually an alcoholic? I don't think. But uh, I just like to give booze to guys who come over. Yeah. So yeah, you buy this still. It's actually pretty simple to make these. You know, there's different tricks to it once to get your alcohol better tasting. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can I can get my stuff out there right around 94 percent. It comes out at right now. Um, then I tripled. The I tried that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, now I've gotten a better. I tripled the still or I've even quadrupled the still now. Certain batches I want for myself, and then I run it through charcoal filters two, three, four times, and then I've actually. You know, a shout out to Brita. I use their filters. No way, the, really? Oh, man, it filters really nice. I run it through that as well. And then I do different, I make, a, you know, apple pie, peach cobbler, moonshine, different different ones. I make recipes and cook them on the stove. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. And then I and then I just mix the regular flavors of different things. I will not make, I will not make a whiskey. I will not make a spice drum. Um, Why is that? Because I like buying those. I like, you know, the different ones we're drinking here. I yeah. like to... To see what the distillery is doing and get the flavor of that. To, to buy the flavors and just flavor it, I don't like that. Okay. So I do the flavor stuff, like the coconut rums, the different ones that I, you know, the, the liqueurs. Those I'll gladly flavor, but for the whiskey, I don't want to insult the whiskey makers. I like to taste the different Would you do a straight whiskey? Yeah. Or yeah. have you? No, I haven't. No. Okay. I want to. I'm looking at buying another still, but I want to get yeah. a big still, and I have a bunch of oak barrels, and I want to actually do some in oak barrels for seven nice. years and see nice. what it comes out as. Yeah. That is going to happen. Um... I'm not a big Zambuca guy, no, but you made a Zambuca I make a good Zambuca, yeah. And it was, it, it, it tastes like it came straight from the bottle. Yeah. Like it was perfect. Yeah. So go, go through that. Yeah. So that. And why Zambuca? And then go through the steps of how, like what, I don't know what goes into Zambuca. Oh, it's so simple. So that there is, you, I didn't buy the T500, that batch I would have tripled distilled. So it takes a while, right? You're down in the basement for. I'm cooking for a long time, anyways, with that still, just distilling. So make sure that alcohol is pure. Clean all your, um, man, I forget the things, but all this, the the copper fillings. I run it through. Make sure those are clean. Run it three times through. Then I charcoal filter. I charcoal filter that three times through um, to make sure that there was tasteless. And I think that stuff came out right around 94 percent or 95 percent. Then I dilute that down with distilled water um, to make sure it's clean, the nice good water. 
then I just buy flavorings from a local place in town. Okay. And then, uh, and then I what just, are the flavorings? Zambuca. It's Zambuca flavoring. It's like a pre-made bottle. Oh, okay. There's just certain ones I like. Well, that's cheating. Yeah, it's like $5 for this bottle. I think it, I think it cost me $12 by the time I make it 40 Shit. Yeah, so that's why I'm doing it. For one, it's like we're having the party again in August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys are coming to. I think you're coming to. Yeah, you're coming I'm to. there. I'm there yeah. 100%. So, I mean, if I can, these two assholes are invited, I'll bring them they, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just now I can make booze for the whole party for 100 bucks. And then I got my wife going around getting all crazy. You were there that year. Yeah, she yeah. got all western there which is not like her but yeah that got, that got, <laughs> well yeah because i have a picture of me you and I think my buddy yari taking shots in my bar but yeah, yeah yari yeah i love yari it's very simple to me he'll be there again yeah, yeah. i've kind of i still want to jump off your upper level patio I did into it. your pool well we just pulled the pool and redid it all because my base went out so i had to pull oh, the whole no. pool concrete a base and then i put styrofoam down to put a pool heater in this year paid the money same pool though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so now i got a pool heater so the water's 84 degrees no more you know yeah. shrinkage can't afford to get any smaller oh, terrible shit like yeah. i gotta go in the hot tub before i go back to see the wife yeah um, three wrinkles in the head oh it's brutal yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's always annoying pissing on your nuts but uh so it's yeah so the party's good i, I enjoy the skin leaking piss <laughs> <laughs> as long as as long as i don't have abs i mean it never gets wet when it rains yeah exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we stay this size actually it's, it's, it's like an yeah. umbrella for our horns yeah <laughs> So yeah, the mucha, I, I mean, I love that stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I really, I want to get into the old fashioned stuff with the, mm -hmm. the old copper stills and the cook and the mash. I will get, I'm working towards that, but yeah. that's a lot of money. Well, people do it cheap, but I want to get a nice still. You're not, you're not a guy who cheaps out. No, I like to just buy it once and be done. Yeah. 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 For sure it is. Um, I, I completely fell in love. Like. Well, and Chief's coming back too. Yeah. So the year, well, last year we had a blues band come in. Yeah. Because um, Chief was out of town. Uh, but this year he's coming. He's actually playing the Folk Fest right now. Richard Sweet. Greenman. Um, but yeah, um, we call him Chief. It's not a racist thing. But we, that's just his nickname for years. We yeah. grew up with him. He's like a six foot six. I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting my Métis card right now. So I mean, I, I can't be. Yeah. Are you actually? Yeah. yeah Sweet. Yeah, I just finished all my genealogy. I just it's getting a little sent in. So uh, it's going to be Ancestry.com. Yeah. So no, he, he's coming back. So and that's, that's the music I like folk music totally laid back I like to hang out with you guys and the buddies no one's fighting no drama yeah. you're just sitting there having drinks sitting playing in the pool playing volleyball in the hot tub because we got to be to all the court and everything it's just yeah. it's a low key day of just yeah. August 27th uh, is going to be so awesome um, we're going to have Deadless for Dreams yes that's going to run in the morning and early afternoon uh, and then from there is your beach volleyball tournament yep so after Deadless for Dreams is the beach volleyball tournament, which runs into Devin's evening party. Yeah. And it's catered. There's music. Live band. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely, yeah, live, live band. Not, not just music, a live band. Uh, and it, it's absolutely the, the coolest thing that happens during the summer. Um, and then the fact that you keep it to, to your circle, like it's not yeah, just blown out of proportional invite thing. Only. Invite only. Yep. Um, it, it's just absolutely unreal. It's super cool. I, I, it's the highlight of my year. Yeah. Every year. I think the first yeah. one was two years ago that I went to, yeah. uh, and, and now it's like circled on my calendar. Like as soon, as soon as you have a date is just like when I'm doing it. And I think that, uh, doing Dallas for dreams on the same day, oh, it's gonna be great. uh, adds, it's just a, a full day Yeah, and, and is, is so cool. Uh, and all of it is just, it's positivity. 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's all great things. It's it's super fun. Well, Dela for Dreams is such a, like we've got so many great events happening this year in, in in Manitoba for strength sports. Yeah. Which is where we're passionate. We're not. I'm not a bodybuilding guy. No offense, bodybuilding. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Yeah. But we've got like. Manitoba Strongest Man, August 21st. Yeah. Uh, we got the Magnus class in Gimli, July 30th, 31st, which I'm helping Magnus promote. I'm actually building him some, uh, he doesn't know, and I'm sure he won't listen to this podcast. If he does, cool. But <laughs> I've got some uh, logs, actually, I'm heading right after this to go pick up at the sawmill. Oh, some no oaks way. I got cut. I've had these oaks for three years, big, massive, 11 foot by two foot oaks. And uh, they're getting cut at the sawmill, they're getting headed to a wood carver. Mm-hmm. He's actually wood carving uh, Viking heads into all four sides of farmers oh, no for the competition worth. I get to keep them because I'm paying for them. Yeah. Um, as a sponsorship and then Magnus is going to sign them all for me and I'll hang them in my gym sick yeah so we got that comp in July uh, so my my first ever strongman show was yeah. in Gimli was Magnus there? Uh, he wasn't there but the logs we used were his? were his that's awesome they were his logs and you're like yeah right well because in the strength sports you know from back in the day now you got some new names like, like Big Z and you got Brian Shaw making a huge impact in the sport yeah. with all that he's doing for the sport but Back in the day, Magnus is the name. Magnus was the guy. Yeah, you had him and uh, Kazmar. Those are yeah. the two names, right? Yeah. So when I met him the other day, I hung up with him for a bit in Gimli. He, they, they, he flew out. With Magnus? To, yeah. Yeah. We had pictures of us together, and yeah. he wanted me to come out and meet him, and we talked about the, because I'm helping them put it all on, and uh, guys, just a, he's just a normal guy. He's humble. Yeah. He's nice. He's good. Um, so it's going to be a cool show, and a yeah. lot of manageable athletes. Tyler's in there. Dan Cadger's yeah. in there. I'm so, like, I'm um, pumped to see Tyler in it. A bunch of guys out from Saskatchewan. I just actually, just, well, I was, uh, I, I pulled over while I was driving here and I was texting people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't text when we drive. I actually, uh, my Instagram story, I said something about uh, play this through your car speakers. I wasn't checking my Instagram while I was driving. Yeah, I got that Android uh, I would never play, do that. Or CarPlay yeah. thing yeah. in Jager in that truck yeah. I have that keeps, you know. I have a little robot that I talk to and then it does. Oh, yeah, I have the Android. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Dodge for, you know, my truck that keeps breaking yeah. down. <laughs> uh, I only own 12 of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, yeah, so it's pretty cool meeting him, and and, and uh, it's gonna be. Th- so you got that show. You got Manchester Strongest Man in August that me and Tyler from Iron Age are putting on yeah. together. He's a great promoter. I'm better at I think, doing the organizing and the putting on the show, but man, I can't compete with Tyler. I think Tyler's wrestling background oh, so has turned him into um, like a master promoter. He just gets sponsors, and this. No, I think we're a good team because I'm really good at putting. I put on. I pride yeah. myself on putting on a great show. Yeah. Very well ran. Everything's perfect. Um, on the front end, the back end is hell. The front yeah. end is perfect for the competitors. Yeah. But Tyler's so good at promoting. So we're teaming up. We're good buddies. Yeah. Then we got Della for Dreams, which is the big one um, that I'm excited about. Because I'm a big sucker for charity. Me too. We're the same. I know when yeah. you, you got me involved with Della Dreams three years ago, Devin, you know, and I'm a, like, I remember when I, my shoulder was bowling. Hey, let's do it. Let's do a, a, deadlift for, or a bench press for cancer. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, who get, you know, injure myself again. Yeah. I'm just, if there's charity and it's a way to help a kid. Yeah. I've always said something about kids too I've had a lot of bad things happen to me with yeah. injuries and cars and falls and you know falling off a roof all the time and yeah. not all but I always say man like I got a daughter with arthritis and even just seeing what she goes through these kids are 10 times worse than that I have a soft spot for that yeah like yeah I'll give everything I have to help these charities always because I just I couldn't imagine what they're going through and these yeah. kids show up like the girl last year yeah showed up deadlifted with us deadlifted happy. first time ever dude happy as shit yeah. she's got a disease it sucks like yeah. it literally it takes up an hour or two of her day every day of her life for the rest yeah. of her life she has to be on this machine yeah and here I am complaining that my foot hurts because it's screwed together no I know you know like yeah so, yeah, so I'm a sucker for charities yeah. and, and and sometimes I mean there's we all have bad days yeah. you and I have bad days oh, yeah. but there's there's times where people ask like 
doesn't that hurt or doesn't that bother you? And you're like, it, it's such a, a flick in my eye compared to what some people are going through what? that I can't dwell on this all day and make my day shitty. Like, and so my daughter, my daughter's 12, she has arthritis, juvenile, JI, juvenile She's had since she was two. So she's old enough to comprehend what was going on. I sat her down with it. She's like, oh, my, my, my knee hurts, this and that. And uh, actually, I got a good story for that one. I'll, I'll tell. It's, it's funny for me. But uh, she was, uh, I just sat down. I said, Morgan, I said, uh, I said, like, you know, we do these charity things. And she sees these kids. And I said, just remember, like, your arthritis is bad. But I said, I don't want you ever to have a victim mentality yeah. that you can't accomplish something because you've got this arthritis. I mean, you look at Melissa Peacock out of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. She's a Saskatchewan world record holder, one of the best strong women in the world. And she's got arthritis yeah. that she deals with. Yeah. So I told my daughter, um, I'm like, I don't want you ever to be a victim of this stuff. Like, we have these charity things. There's people, there's always someone who has it worse. But going back to the story, I remember one time when Morgan's knee, I think her knee, her, her knee and her eyes and her jaw were all flared up at that time. We're dealing with injections, what and all. Yeah. And uh, Danielle was prepping for nationals for a bikini. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wasn't home, but Danielle was sitting on the couch complaining that she was tired because she just did her car to do her work. Mm-hmm. You're, you're depleted. It and sucks. She's like, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm so tired. Or something like, Morgan, do you want to grab this for me? I'm just so tired. And Morgan, I think she was five years old. Yeah, would have been exactly five years old. Yeah. Looked at her, and she's like, oh, I have arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> and Danielle's just like, wow, I've just been told off by my five-year-old. She yeah. got up and did her own thing, right? Like, because yeah. Danielle's complaining how bad her life, I'm just so tired. And Morgan's like, oh, I got arthritis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so but funny. But yeah, going back to the charity thing, Della for Dreams, huge event. Yeah. Um, I know that's your baby. You just got me involved, and you know, we use my gym. But uh, fundraising is a little slow right now. I'm not impressed with the fundraising. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know if it's because the world opened back up and people just don't want to spend the money they did last year. I, I think part of me expected that everything opened up and we're like we're going to have a boom in year. That's what I was expecting. And um, maybe we're we're a little off. I think in the end everything's going to come together. Yes. Uh, I think I we all have to work five thousand dollars yeah. just shy of, so it's getting and that that's without a lot of sponsorship dollars. So it's getting there. It, it's getting there. Um, but I want to see thirty k. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, if we do twenty five thousand this year, we get over four years a hundred thousand dollars, which is nuts. Which which is nuts. Uh, when I started it, I don't start anything with like I'm going to do this once and move on. Yeah. Um, but I think we set the goal the first year for. I think it was five thousand. Yeah. And I thought it'd be like a nice thing that I did, and and we'd try to grow it, and we blew it out of the water. Uh, Andrew, um, who was with Deadlift, or uh, who was with Dream Factory at the time, uh, he's the heart and soul of this thing. Yeah. Um, he he did so much freaking work, and we blew it out of the water with like twenty seven thousand uh, dollars. But we've grown every year, which yeah. is the crazy thing. And uh, him and I have such an incredible relationship. And, and people say it's my baby. I honestly look at, like, uh, Andrew, Anna, you, and Curtis Martins. Curtis uh, you, brings a ton of money yeah. every year. Uh, you four are as valuable to it as I am. Um, and, and because I get to, to do the interviews and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you, you raise a ton of money for it. You provide a place for us to do it now. I, I want that to be our permanent home. Um, Andrew, <laughs> I, I can't even say. Yeah, he does more than all of us. I, I, I can't even put into words how much work he does. Uh, Anna keeps me in line and keeps me uh, you grounded. Know, grounded <laughs> and, and, and making sure. 
did you do this? Did you call that person? Uh, and Curtis, um, I don't know. I don't know if we're still doing what we're doing without him. No, he's like, um, what did he raise last year? I don't remember. Didn't he raise four or five grand? Every year. Every yeah. Every year. Yeah. Uh, and and he phoned me the other day, and uh, he's a farmer, and they had some. We we've had a funny spring uh, in Manitoba. We've had more rain than all of last year combined. Yeah. Before we got to the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was dealing with that, and and uh, so I had a couple conversations with him, and then he called me last weekend as I'm driving home from Falcon. And he's like, Dave, like stop. He's like. I'm going to win the gym competition by myself this year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and and he's just like, I'll out fundraise every other gym. Just to get that sled. Just to get that sled. Well, if people don't know, Irwin Fitness Supply is donating a sled. Yeah. But, um, but it's getting made in red and black. Because that's the colors of my gym. Well, we'll have to see. So. There might be an extra powder coating cost. We'll have to see what's going on here. But uh, the, the thing I love so, so much... Uh, about Dallas for Dreams is that uh, on one hand everyone's coming together for a good cause yep. on the other hand it brings out a competitive nature but people still have the big picture in mind yeah like there's some like people are fundraising uh, and they know what it goes to but at the same time uh, being the top dog fundraiser it, it, it goes and we reward like last yeah. year there was a barbecue as a prize it goes through to our group of friends like we're saying how competitive we're with training partners I don't want to be out fundraise yeah. Curtis beats me every year Yeah, but it pisses me off but it drives because you. I deal with every big builder in Winnipeg yeah. and I shoot them all emails on this thing they don't yeah. donate to me one did last year I'm not going to say who <laughs> um, but one did and I'm like and I donate to all their sponsorship stuff all the time because I'm just a sucker for sponsorships so I mean it bothers me that I'm losing to a farmer when I deal with all the builders in Winnipeg yeah so I'm going to send out some other emails because, you know, I want to win. Did, did I tell you last year what happened after that? Did I tell you I tore both my quads at that deadlift for dreams? Yeah. No, just sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, say that again. I tore both my quads on deadlift for dreams? No. So remember when I did the – because for those – I injured myself. I blew my back. I fell off a roof two years ago, nine feet on the concrete, and my back's never been the same. I had an MRI done, and it's just yeah, not yeah. good. Anyways, I should have done over 700 pull – and I ended up doing 635 on this axle. And I got so excited that I actually pulled that when I slammed it down. Yeah. Because um, we pulled the day after. I slammed it down across both my knees. Oh, you know that no. video that's going on with Dave Tate where he's making fun of the guy who slams yeah. the bar? Yeah. I did that. And I actually did a partial tear both my quads Ugh. from slamming this bar like an idiot. I and mean, I've been yeah. lifting for 14 years. And yeah. I threw this bar down. I hit both my quads. And I tore them both. Yeah. Um, man, it was horrible. Like, oh, I made it 15 I can't feet. Even I made it 50 feet and I just dropped. And I'm like, my knees. What did I just do to my knees? And they swelled up and were bruised and. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It was how just partial tears. Oh, bad it sucked. Yeah. It was so stupid. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, holy. But no, back to the to the fundraising part. Because <laughs> we're doing a barbecue. Um, I think I talked to Big Smoke. He's on board again, right? I think. You haven't confirmed with me. Okay, I'll check. But I think you said. Uh, but Big Smoke last year, holy the pulled pork. Unreal. I don't know if I've had better pulled pork. Big Smoke. Uh, he's, he's I really hope stadium. you're you're back out this year. We'll we'll tag you in this episode so you hear this. I'm pretty um, sure but, I talked to him a while ago. I sent him a text because me and Rob are good buddies. I went to the American Row with him. He's a great guy. Yeah, and he's a sucker for charities too. Good. Yeah, he's good. he's uh he he likes doing stuff for charities. He's got a good heart that way. So I'm pretty sure he's back on board. Good. Yeah. But no, that'll be uh, it's going to be a great event. There's there's, I don't know how many comparisons. I got a bunch signed up for the gym that just haven't signed up yet, but I'm hounding them. 
Yeah. Um, I actually sent out some threatening messages to my gym members that they have to sign up. So this good, be- good, good, good. That, that, and that's the way it goes. Like I've <laughs> since day one, I've bullied people into. Uh, yeah. That's into just, signing up. That's, that's the, the way, way it needs goes. To be in this industry. Yeah. 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 Um, that's something I'm saying. I got distracted. Uh, I'm trying to get our no. I'm trying to get our producer to look at that right on cue. Um, refresh me. We oh, that's what I was gonna do. Refresh me the dates of all your competitions coming up because you have some really really cool stuff coming yeah. up. So we have July 30th, 31st in Gimli for the Gimli Icelandic Fest. That's the Magnus Classic. That qualifies. I think the top one or two. I don't know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But the top one or two gets to go to maybe the top three gets to go to Iceland to compete at Magnus and Show in Iceland. So let's just. <laughs> I didn't know it was that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you qualify so for Iceland. The Gimli Icelandic Fest. If you're a listener and you're in Manitoba, what's the date? Uh, July 30th and 31st. The Saturday, Sunday. Please come out and watch it. I've competed in Gimli. Uh, everyone comes. It's huge. Uh, and now with this, if the top couple, uh, we'll just say randomly a couple, get to go to Iceland to compete, and I'm sure Tyler will win. He, yeah, he, there's two guys coming off from Iceland yeah. who are coming out to compete. Then there's Tyler, James yeah. Jeffers. Yeah. Who, Tyler plays third at Westerns, Jeffers plays second. Okay. And they have a bit of a rivalry going. They're buddies, but they're a bit of a rivalry yeah. they're going because they've Good. won back and forth. Good. Um, if you're in, in Manitoba, please come check that out. Uh, the week after that. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's July 30th, 31st. Then there's nothing. Or for, two weeks after two, that. Yes, yeah, so then August 21st. It's the Sunday. It might be 22nd. 20. 21st, August 21st in Grunthal, Hanover Egg is the Manitoba Strongest Man, unsanctioned, yeah. open weight class, trying to crown Manitoba Strongest Man. Now, I know Tyler, he'll listen to this. He'll, you know, he's not competing there because he's doing Canadians the week after. Okay. So he'll probably uh, dispute the fact that he's the best and he just couldn't show up. That's okay. That, that creates controversy. But uh, then bring it next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and then the following week is Deadlifts for Dreams. We have a lot yes. of really, really cool things going on August in Manitoba. Busy. Yeah. August is busy, um, and they're all super cool. Like th- these are people with superhuman strength. Yeah. Um, and you know, you never been to a gym. You've been to the gym. Uh, some of the stuff that these people are going to do, you'll you'll understand how incredible it is. Yeah. Um, outside of that, because we haven't done this for a couple weeks, uh, check out the Turnpike Troubadours. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, this is for Brett James's mom. She's a big country fan. Oh, nice. And I try to do a weekly recommendation. Yeah. Because uh, that's that's all I listen to. Uh, the Turnpike Troubadours, Goodbye, Lori. Uh, it's always in my rotation. I think it's an absolutely fantastic I'll song. I'll give it a shot. Uh, we'll post it on our, uh, we've got a new reel or, or something. I don't know what they're called, but... Uh, it'll go on our... Uh, Instagram. Uh, on our internets, on our Instagram. Stuff, yep. And... Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a song by them that I absolutely love. Uh, Devin, you're you're such a fantastic guest. Hey man, I appreciate. Uh, it. You're a great friend. I love having yeah. you out. And uh, like I said, everyone who listened, uh, come out. Uh, I'll be there for sure. Anything Devin does, I try to support. Uh, he does the same for me. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you on again. There's awesome. there's more stories that we didn't there's get stuck today. Lot so stories. lots of stories. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, if you don't have any friends, sucks to be you. But uh, just say you listen to us, and you'll have a couple of new friends. Thanks a lot. See you next awesome. week. I had to piss for like 20 minutes. Oh, my dick hurts so bad right now. <laughs> Devin Penner, Training Downs Gym. I want to thank Whiskey Tango Podcast for having me out.